Welcome to the Bible in the News. This week, Israel celebrated 65 years of independence. It was on May 14, 1948, that David Ben-Gurion read out Israel's Declaration of Independence. By virtue of our natural and historic right, and on the strength of the resolution of the United Nations General Assembly, hereby declare the establishment of a Jewish state in Eretz Israel, to be known as the State of Israel. Although May 14, 1948 is the date of Israel's independence in the Western calendar, the day is celebrated on the fifth day of Iyar in the Hebrew calendar, unless the holiday interferes with rabbinical laws, in which case it's moved, so this year it fell upon April 16th. Well, Bible students all over the world thrilled when Israel became a state again after almost 2,000 years of diaspora. This is a direct fulfillment of prophecy. We read in Isaiah 11, verses 11 to 12, It shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall set his hand again a second time to recover the remnant of his people, which shall be left from Assyria and from Egypt and from Pathros and from Cush and from Elam and from Shinar and from Hamath and from the islands of the sea. And he shall set up an ensign for the nations and shall assemble the outcasts of Israel and gather together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. Although 65 years ago, the creation of the state of Israel remains one of the greatest miracles of Bible prophecy and testifies not only to the existence of a creator, but of an active role ruling in the kingdom of men and giving it to whomsoever he wills, as we read in Daniel 4 and verse 17. Well, the European Jewish News reported that the Jewish state found it had even more to celebrate as its latest figures released by the country's Central Bureau of Statistics revealed its population has topped 8 million for the first time in its 65-year history. Out of the total 8,018,000 Israelis, the country counts a 75.3% Jewish majority, which is 6,042,000, outstripping the 6 million European Jews who perished in the Holocaust a few short years before the establishment of the Jewish state, end quote. This again is a fulfillment of Bible prophecy, for the prophet Jeremiah records God's words where he said, I will take you one of a city and two of a family, and I will bring you to Zion, and I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding, and it shall come to pass, when ye be multiplied and increased in the land, at that time they shall call Jerusalem the throne of the Lord, and all nations shall be gathered unto it, to the name of the Lord, to Jerusalem. Neither shall they walk any more after the imagination of their evil heart. So a partial and primary restoration of the Jews to the land would lead them to being multiplied and increased. This is exactly what we see today as reported by Israel on their day of independence. Eventually, after the pastors who make up the Elijah mission feed the population and Christ has returned, Jerusalem would be the throne of the Lord. We look forward to this day with great anticipation. What is also of great interest are the statements being made by Israel's leaders. Israel's Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, addressed the nation and stated, Sixty-five years ago we celebrated our newfound freedom, the renewal of Jewish sovereignty in our ancestral homeland.
This was a dream of ages. Jews prayed for this for generations, next year in Jerusalem. Now we're here in Jerusalem, in the one and only independent Jewish state. We've built a remarkable country. We have a remarkable economy with technology, with entrepreneurship, with science, with culture. We have a strong army and a strong economy, and we have a home for every Jew around the world who wants to make Israel his home. Shimon Peres, Israel's president, also addressed the nation, and he said, We are celebrating today the 65th anniversary of Israel. Those are 65 years of ongoing miracle. Without land and water and natural resources, we build an outstanding economy and an excellent scientific and technological community. What is interesting about both of these speeches is they are a testimony to the hand of God currently at work in this nation. Perez is correct. These have been 65 years of miracles where people have struggled to survive against all odds with all the surrounding nations against them and making war upon them. Both speeches spoke of the prosperity of Israel, its economy, its growth in scientific and technological prowess. Front Page magazine reported that in the last 20 years, the Israeli economy grew by an astounding 270%, while its population only grew by 145%. The per capita income for Israelis grew to $30,000. Israel's unemployment rate is lower than that of the U.S. and far lower than the European states. The article went on to state that last year was one of the best years for Israel's high-tech exports, and in 2013 will exceed the 50% mark for overall exports. The level of flexibility in Israel's exports, which is made up of thousands of companies that specialize in niche fields, and the diversification of the various economic sectors enabled the Israeli economy to better meet the challenges of the slower global economy. Israel has truly become a startup nation. A Bloomberg survey found Israel's health system to be the sixth best in the world. Life expectancy for Israeli men is number two in the world, while Israeli women are fifth place. Israel will reach energy independence within five years, and Israel is slated to become a major exporter of energy within seven years. Israel's Treasury Ministry estimates that income will reach about $18.3 billion a year and as much as $550 billion in 30 years. In an article commenting on Israel's 65th, the Israel Hayom newsletter stated, At 65, Israel's credit rating is sustained by the three leading global rating companies. Moreover, the International Monetary Fund commended Israel's economic performance as an express, has expressed confidence in its long-term viability. The Swiss-based Institute for Management Development ranks the Bank of Israel among the top five central banks in its 2012 World Competitiveness Yearbook for the third year in a row. At 65, Israel's economic indicators are among the world's best. For example, during the 2009-12 global economic crisis, Israel experienced a 14.7% growth of domestic product, the highest among OECD countries. Israel's 2012 gross domestic product of $250 billion catapulted 120 times that of 1948. Israel managed to reduce its debt-to-GDP ratio from 
from 100% in 2002 to 74% in 2012, while most of the world's experiencing a soaring ratio. At 65, Israel attracts the elite of global high-tech due to its competitive edge. At 65, Israel leads the world in its research and development manpower per capita, with 140 Israelis per 10,000 10, as opposed to 85 per 10,000 in the United States. Israel is ahead of the rest of the world. In addition, Israel's high-tech industry absorbs veterans of the elite high-tech units of the Israel Defense Forces. Israel dedicates 4.5% of its GDP to research and development, the highest proportion in the world. Google's executive chairman, Eric Schmidt, considers Israel the most important high-tech center in the world after the U.S. According to world-renowned investor Warren Buffett, if you're looking for brains, Israel has a disproportionate amount of brains and energy. Microsoft CEO Steve Ballmer calls Microsoft as much an Israeli company as it is an American company because of the importance of its Israeli technologies. Some 300 U.S. high-tech giants have research and development presence in Israel. George Gilder, author and high-tech guru, stated, Israel is the global master of microchip design, network, al network algorithms and medical instruments, water recycling and desalination, missile defense, robotic warfare, and UAVs. We need Israel as much as it needs us. End quote. The scripture speaks of the prosperity of Israel in Ezekiel 38, describing it as possessing cattle and goods which comprise the prey of the Gogian Confederacy, including silver, gold, cattle, goods, all making up a great spoil. All of the pieces are coming together and herald the soon return of Christ. What resounded loudly this week as congratulations were made by nations to Israel was the alliances between Israel and the Western nations which comprise the merchants of Tarshish and the young lions of Ezekiel 38 verse 13. Canada's Prime Minister Stephen Harper stated, Israel remains threatened by groups and regimes that deny its very right to exist, and yet through centuries of struggle, the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob have endured, and endure they must, for the consequences of failure are great and far-reaching. As you celebrate the first 65th years of the State of Israel, know this, Canada is your partner, Canada is your friend, and Canada stands with you, end quote. American President Obama also stated, The strong and prosperous Israel we see today proves Herzl's vision. If you will it, it is no dream. On this anniversary, we reaffirm the unbreakable alliance between our two nations and our shared determination to realize the dreams of our people to live in security and peace. He went on to say, From the moment of independence on, a free and independent Israel has had no greater friend and ally than the United States. As I said during my visit to Israel last month, our two nations stand together because it makes our country safer, stronger, and more prosperous, and it makes the world a better place. End quote. So as we witness the miracle of Israel's existence and growth, we must not let the impact of what our God is doing lose its effect on us. It is truly remarkable and should form the centerpiece of our witness to the world around us as we speak of the Lord's soon return, who will come as the deliverer out of Zion, who will turn away ungodliness from Jacob and establish God's covenant with Israel, setting up the kingdom upon this earth. For the Bible in the news, this has been Jonathan Bowen joining you.